coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. I am Pastor Floyd Hughes from Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills, and with me as always is Pastor Mark Berkshire with Middle Run Community Church in Ohio Powell, Pennsylvania. And uh, over the next couple of episodes, we're going to do a series called uh, How Do We, People of Faith, Respond to the Political State of America? And I should pause for emphasis to let that sink into some people because I feel like that's going to cause some contention, but it's things that are happening in our country and we need to know how to respond as people of faith. But before we get there, uh, so Mark, what are you preaching on this Sunday? We're back in the book of Revelations this Sunday, going to be going through um, the church of Smyrna. And the persecuted church, how Jesus brings hope to the hurting. Okay. And we are uh, still in First John. Uh, and we're actually going to be talking about where John talks about in First John chapter 2 and the first part of chapter 3, the return of Christ. Um, so we're going to be hitting that up and... Uh, Probably making some people mad because everyone has different concepts of what it means when you talk about the return of Christ. But we're going to go there. And today we're going to go uh, to this place of talking about how do we, the people of faith, respond to the political state of America. And uh, we're going to hit several topics, but the first one is uh, immigration huge topic and um we realize some people might get upset about this conversation but we're going to approach it as always from a biblical place not from a political place but then hopefully from that biblical place we'll be able to respond um to the political uh aspect of it in our nation so uh mark made a comment right before we went on Air, and I'm going to ask him to to, to state that again, because that's going to be like a foundation of, of the whole discussion. I was I was posed a question this week about how we're I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to be welcoming everyone and anyone and into the church and it doesn't matter. And I said, that is totally true. And this was. On the basis of immigration, they said, you know, we should be open country, not have to worry about bringing people in. We should welcome everyone. And I said, but I, at some point, my church gets full and I have no more room for them. So I have to not let them come in. So um, I, I do want to say right off the bat, neither one of us, Floyd nor I, are anti-immigration. Okay, let me say it again. We are not anti-immigration. Um, I think that we welcome anyone that wants to come into this country, but there's ways to do it, and there's steps to do it. It has to be legally. We cannot have 
what's going on in the south and in the north um, and still be able to maintain maintain orderly immigration the way it is now. Yeah, and I think every single person who hears this podcast, and even the people who don't, they have, whether it be in their heads or a discussion they have with their family, they have a process of determining who they allow into their house, who they allow into their home. They tell their children, don't bring strangers, you know, into the home. Uh, they have that process. Uh, so uh, as Mark said, we're not anti-immigration. Uh, I am anti-illegal immigration. Yeah. There is a process for people to enter into the United States. And there's a process for a reason. Just like we have a process for how we determine who's going to come into our house. Just like God has a process for who gets allowed into his kingdom. It's open to anybody as long as you come in the way that he prescribes. Uh, Jesus said anyone who tries to come in any other way is a thief and a liar. So uh, there's nothing wrong with welcoming those people who want to come in as long as they come in through the process that's been established. Because if they won't honor the process that's been established, why would we believe they'll honor any other aspects of our law and our culture? There's no reason to believe that if they're not going to do that first. And I mean, that's the whole basis of it. It's not about really immigration. It's about illegal immigrants. And if you come in illegally, no, I'm sorry. I'm not welcoming to criminals. I will go visit you in jail because the Bible tells me I can do that. But I'm not going to welcome people who break the law um, as a part of welcoming everybody. I mean, we're not told to do that, and it doesn't make sense to do that. Right. Let me ask you this. At what point, though, if someone comes into our country and they come to our area as illegal immigrants and they need help, are we obligated to help them now? Well, see, here's the thing that and I guess it's going to it's going to vary because if I come across someone who needs help. The first question that that's not going to enter my mind is, are you legal or illegal? Are you a criminal or are you this or that? First question is going to enter my mind is, um, how can I help? And if I can't help, how can I direct you to someone that can't? That, that, I mean, that's the basis of it. Yeah. So I understand the, you know, if they need help, shouldn't we help them? But here's the thing. We're depleting the resources that we have to help them. Because Jesus made it crystal clear. He said, no one goes, and I can't remember the exact quote, no one you know, goes to war without taking stock of the resources they have. Otherwise, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a waste right. of time. So for us, it is foolish and ridiculous and detrimental to them, any immigrants, legal or legal, coming in for us to open and let everybody come in because we don't have the resources to help everybody. We just right. don't. Um, when we get to war and economy, apparently we can print the resources because we're spending billions of dollars to other countries to allow them to defend their borders. But we won't spend the same money to help shore up our borders. whole other discussion. But uh, if we don't have the resources to help them, 
then that's ridiculous. The reason we have a process is so we can ensure that we have the resources to help people. When a hospital who is mandated legally to, to help people, even if they can't pay, somebody fact check that, that's my understanding, even if they can't pay, but if that hospital gets filled and overrun, guess what they start doing? We got to send you somewhere else. Doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, whatever. We just are filled and no longer have the resources to help meet your needs. So we have to send you somewhere else. That's the same with any organization, any entity. Once they, as Mark said, once you reach a capacity where I can no longer help you, I can no longer help you. And it doesn't make sense for me to keep doing that if I know I only have X number of resources, but I'm letting X times 1 million people in. It makes no sense because I cannot help them. I can't give them the help they need. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's important to, to understand right off the bat, this is not a Democrat, Republican problem. Uh, one party or the other's part problem. Um, this is a, a problem that hits all of us. And, you know, yeah, the Democrats have done stuff. The Republicans have done stuff. This has been going on for a long time. And, it, it, you know, we're not going to bash one party or the other with with what we're saying today because it's not... It's not helpful for one thing to 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 bash each other. Um, it's a problem that we have that we need to all, as United States Americans, as a body, need to look at and say, how can we get a handle on this now? And there are certain things we can do. Um, uh, one is to shut the border down. Um, just completely shut it down, only have entryways to where they can come legally into. And those exist today, but we don't make them go through those entryways. We allow them to come in wherever they want to come in. Yeah. And I, I, and, and this is, let me I'm, state this carefully. This is not a new problem, but it is a no. new problem. It's not right. a new problem because, you know, as long as we've been a nation, we've had people wanting to come in. And the, the more that the United States flourished, the more people wanted to come in to be a part of, quote unquote, the American dream to come in, to get a job, to provide for your family, to maybe own a home and have something to call yours. American dream. Lots of people wanted it. So we created a process for people to come in only within the last. 20 years or so has this been a serious issue to where for some reason it's, Hey, let's not just allow people in through the legal process. Uh, some politicians and whatever feel like, Hey, just let everybody in. Yeah. And that, and again, it doesn't make sense because if you have no resources to help them, then what's the point of, of, of having them here? And yeah. see, there, there are things we could do. I think one of the things, uh, in addition to, you know, keep it the way we had it, where, yeah, come through the legal 
points of entry. That's the same way we tell people, hey, don't come climbing through my window trying to get into my house. Knock at the door and I'll determine whether or not you can come in. But I think one of the other things that we can do is find a way. And I, you know, I'm not a politician. I have no idea why they won't do this. Find a way for those people who are here. Uh, if you have been at an established job for last, let's say, five to seven years. Okay, let's find a path to make you a citizen. Because there are people who come through legally, get jobs, and they become citizens. There are also people who have come through illegally. They've gotten jobs. They've, they're not criminals. They've been holding down jobs, although they're on the run because <laughs> they're here illegally. But they've been holding down jobs just providing for their family. Hey, if that's you, uh, let's just verify that. And then if you have no criminal activity, no criminal record, you have employers, employee who can vouch for you. Yeah, for the last five, seven years, they've been working faithfully, show up every day to work, provide for their family. Then you know what? Let's put you on a track to make you a citizen. Not only does that help minimize um, the, the uh, well, it helps, number one, and this should make every politician happy because now the money that they're making <laughs> under the table is not getting taxed, all of a sudden, guess what? Now that goes into being taxed. And there's so many people who have come in illegally and they're working jobs and they're making money. None of that money is taxed. And it's putting a burden on those communities because even though the money isn't taxed, they're going to hospitals, they're using resources from people that are paying for it out of their taxes. Uh, so it helps that way. It also helps minimize the whole, there's so many them versus us. Because we don't right. want to be them versus us. I understand. You made a mistake. You came in illegally. Let's put you on the track to uh, being a legal citizen. So you're, you're not a them versus us. You're now one of us. You're a part of the United States of America. And there's a lot of people who have come here, even though it was illegally, because they just want the American dream. They just don't want to be part of, you know, Criminal activities going on in our nation, drugs out of control, um, you know, nations that are flailing because of uh, a messed up economy. Although, you know, when we get to the talk about our economy, we're not too far from that ourselves. But I mean, I feel like that would be if there were a steady path, just like and this is before anyone says, oh, they're just going to arrest them. And that's just a trap. There are so many cities that do. uh I don't know if they call them gun buyouts or gun turn-ins, where come turning your illegal weapons, no questions asked. We just want to get them off the street. Same way you could do this. Come if you're illegal and you have people that are vouch for you, no questions asked. We're not going to throw you in jail. We're not going to kick you out. We'll put you on a path to legal citizenry so that you can actually use more of the benefits that our nation provides. So, I mean, that's for me. If I was ever to run for election, that would be what I would run on, and I'd probably never get elected, but yeah, I would try to make that happen. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you wholeheartedly. There, there are just, there, there's things that can be done. Um, I, I think on the other side of that, though, there are a lot, whoops, there are a lot of people who are coming into this country with bad intentions oh absolutely 100 and absolutely we, we need to we need to figure out 
how do we how do we sift through this? And again, you know, taking this to the Bible, the Jesus warns us that there are going to be people coming into the church with false pretenses. They they come in and they they look good, they sound good, they sound like they're saying the right things, they're doing the right things but they have evil intentions behind them to draw us away from the truth. And, and it's the same. I mean, I, I think of it as the same in the immigration. They, there are people coming in to draw us away from our basic fundamental beliefs as a country. Yeah, I think, uh, and that's key. And I, I, I don't think we're actually going to be able to sift through it at the point. This point, it's like looking for a needle in a haystack that exists in almost every state in the nation, because people don't just come in and stay in the one area uh, that they came in through, or stay in Texas, or stay in whatever. They come in and they go to wherever, you know. They think they can find safety uh, as far away from the entry point, uh, from the illegal hack, as possible. Because if they hang out there, a lot easier to find everyone. Um, but I don't think we're going to find them. I, I think we've, uh, unless we do, you know, what you said, which is probably something that needs to happen, is to we need to close the borders and get a handle on this. It's like if you if there's a flood, you turn off the water, you turn off the source of entry, you stop it and then you address, okay, how do I get all this water out of my house? So uh, it's, yeah, I mean, even the dam, you know, you have a dam like Hoover Dam. Every once in a while, they open the floodgates and let the water go down so that they can, they can take care of the reservoir easier. And then they can manage it a lot easier, but they have to, first block up that to build the reservoir up then to let it go down and i think uh, another crucial aspect is what you said is because we don't know everyone that's coming in it is highly and extremely likely that many of the people who have come in are ones who intend to do harm just like if you suddenly open your house to everyone you know, in the city, there are probably some people who will come in that want to do you harm, do your family harm, steal from you or whatever, because you don't know everyone that's coming in. And unfortunately, we don't live in a world where everyone in the world has good intentions or is a nice person. Uh, so there are likely many, many people who are in and still on their way and coming in uh, who have intentions of doing harm. Uh, to people in this nation. And it is unfortunately going to take, and I hate to say this, one of those, a harmful thing being done, some type of horrific terroristic act that gets tied specifically back 100% to, here is the person that came in illegally before people take notice. We've already had small incidents you know, with the 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 ones that, you know, 
attacked and, and beat up the police and which that's a whole other argument that disgusts me that this was even happened because if any American had attacked the police and then walked around giving, you know, finger, middle fingers to the camera on social media after they did it, people would be enraged. But it's going to take a bigger, it's going to take something that hurts, hits people where they hurt, uh, and I, I pray, I pray it's not 9-11 level. Um, I actually pray nothing happens, but unfortunately something will happen. And that's when people will seriously say "We enough is enough. Something has to be done. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it, it's, I'm afraid we are headed down a slippery slope um, that we're not going to be able to climb out of very easily and we're not going to be able to climb out of it without help. And, um, that, that is the thing that, that I'm looking at is how, how do we as Christians help in this problem? So, I mean, that's the whole purpose of us having this discussion. How do we, as people of faith respond to this? How do Christians, I think the first thing is to, for Christians to put their political egos aside and acknowledge it is a problem. Amen. That someone coming in to the nation illegally is a problem. Someone coming into your home illegally is a problem. Then someone coming into the nation illegally is a problem. We're not talking about get rid of a process to allow immigrants to come in. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about immigrants coming in illegally. We're not talking about stopping, you know, whatever the process is for people to uh, apply for entrance or whatever that process is. We're specifically talking about people that come in illegally. And the first things Christians need to do is acknowledge it is a problem. It, yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah, it's a huge problem. I mean, I know of a family that came in legally. They got their visas. They've kept them up they kept doing things and now all of a sudden because of all of this other stuff they've been in the country for over 20 years and now they are being asked to go back to their country of origin because they're they're not going to get their visa stamped again because we have too many people and this is a good christian family that you know um has given to the community, given to the to the country, have been here legally. Um, and, and that just burns my my bubble too, because I'm just like, why are you doing this to them when we have so many people that are illegal that get caught doing something and then just get turned back into society instead of kicked out? Yeah. Uh, again, we, I mean, if we're God honoring Christians, we have to acknowledge it is a problem. Yes, Jesus said, be welcoming to everyone uh, that comes in through the normal process. Yeah, welcome them. How can I help you? But if you're coming in illegally, technically you're a criminal. Now, the second thing is we need to, because, I mean, first and foremost, yes, pray. We need to pray about it. But this is a problem that unfortunately man made, so man has to fix it. Right. This isn't like a, a 
something where, you know, we have to, it's something that men created. We created it by not abiding by this process. Uh, we created it, and I say we, politicians created it, by ignoring just the, the countless number. Uh, and, and we'll get to this also when we talk about crime in one of the episodes. Just the countless number of illegal people coming in and the, the politicians ignore it. Um, so we need to show up at the polls and make sure that our politicians understand, and even before the polls, email them text them, call them and say, hey, um, just just like you stated, this is impacting people who are here legally. It's impacting U.S. citizens. It's impacting uh, the ability of, of, of people to operate in certain communities and let the politicians know, uh, fix it or you're fired. That That's it. You will not be back. This isn't a Democratic issue. This isn't a Republican issue. This is an American crisis issue because we're draining the resources that we have. We're impacting communities that weren't meant to be impacted by this many people. And we need to let the politicians know, hey, it, uh, this is a, you created this problem, politicians, you need to fix it. And if you cannot, then not only will you not be elected, but communities need to band together especially ones that are impacted say okay um even though you're in office now and your next election isn't for a couple of years we're if you can't fix this then we're going to kick you out uh do a recall election and get someone in there who can fix this because a, a stern message needs to be sent that says we won't tolerate this anymore right uh, i agree i agree and and that is that is the biblical approach to this. Believe it or not, that is the biblical approach. We are called in the Bible that if we have a problem with someone, we are to take it to the pastor. If they don't listen, then we are to take it further up the line and, and, and go, you know, we go together. We don't do it. One, we don't smart off at them. We don't try to kick them out on our own. We we have channels that we go through. And, and you know, just as I am a pastor, as Floyd's a pastor, if we do something wrong in our church, we're going to be called out on it. And it could be that we are taken out of our position as pastor. We should do that as same with politicians. They need to be called out on and if need be, removed from the position they're in. Yeah, and again, we need to make this crystal clear. We're not saying that your politician or go to your politician and say that you're against immigrants coming in. This this is not right. It. It's against illegal immigration. Fine, we have a process to come in. That's great. But it's the illegal immigration that's causing the problem. And we'll... Like we said, we'll, we'll talk more about crime in general uh, on another episode of the podcast. Um, and, we have and many I, political episodes coming up. So. Right. And, and I, I don't think, I mean, I, for me anyways, I don't blame all of the immigrants that are coming in either. It's not their fault. A lot of them, it's not their fault. Um, some of them are trying to just escape really bad situations 
that they're in. And they got the green light from people in our country saying, just come to America. We can do it. We can get, you can have a better life here. And so they're, they're chasing their dream under false pretenses. Just like a lot of people are chasing the dream of heaven, going to heaven under false pretenses. There are pastors out there that says, hey, you can get into heaven any way you want. It, there's, there's all kinds of ways to get into heaven. And, you know, just, just believe in God and you're going to make it into heaven. And, and that is such a false pretense and false uh, statement to make because the, Jesus said uh, there is only one way to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are going to be surprised. So when people say back to how we started this conversation, when uh, as Mark brought up, when people say, well, aren't you Christians? Aren't you supposed to be welcoming to everybody? Um, we take the approach that God takes and that Jesus takes. Yeah. Uh, anyone's welcome. Christianity is the most inclusive religion on the planet. Anybody on the planet is welcome, but there's only one way in it. That's through Jesus Christ. Anyone who tries to get in any other way, Jesus said is a thief and a liar or wolf and sheep. I forget the exact verbiage, but uh, so yeah, I, as a Christian, I absolutely agree. And I stand by what Jesus said. I stand by what God said. Yeah. Everyone is welcome as long as they come in the right way. If they don't come in the right way, then they're a criminal. Whole right. different set of rules apply. Uh, so yeah, as people of faith, we need to acknowledge. Uh, and again, this is we 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 keep reiterating this as Mark brought up because we're not against immigration, and Christians need to make that crystal clear. Uh, when when you talk to other people, when you uh, contact, and you should contact whether by phone, text, uh, email, whatever your politicians. We're not against immigration. We're against illegal immigration. We're all for the process that the United States has set up for people uh, to come in and apply to come in. Uh, we are not for people coming in illegally. None of us wants people climbing into our homes through windows and this, that, and the other to gain access. Uh, and we don't want people coming into the United States that way. There's a process to come in. We just want people to follow that process. Yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. We are to be loving. And we are to maybe address for just a second is I, I hear so many Christians that are are belittling these people who are coming in. Um, you know, why are they coming? And the, the attitudes are are not very kind to these outside people. Our first priority is to love one another, even those who are coming in illegally. We are to love them with the love of Christ. There's a fine line that we need to draw, and even God talks about boundaries, where our love doesn't turn into enabling them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You know. um, God calls us to love our enemies. He doesn't call us to 
acknowledge and enable our enemies to keep doing the wrong thing that they're doing. Uh, right. So God loved us while we were his enemies, but he doesn't say, yeah, I love you so much. I'm going to keep empowering you to do the sinful thing that you're doing. That's not the way love your enemy works. Um, so yeah, we can, we should have love for and compassion for all those people who are coming in um, illegally. That doesn't mean we condone it. That doesn't mean we support it. And that doesn't mean we create a way for them to continue to do it. But it does mean, I think, it's exactly. a nail on the head because so many Christians are perceived as being racist or anti-immigration or uh, we're all only about self, only about the U.S. and don't care about anyone else. No, that's that's not the point. In fact, we can't really care for other people coming in if we don't have the resources. It's good stewardship. As Christians, we're called also to be good stewards of the resources that God provides for us. Um, uh, so if we're not good stewards of it, then we can't help them. Uh, so yeah, right. we, we can love our enemies, but we're not called to endorse the behavior of our enemies at all. So are there any other things that we as Christians can do other than, you know, obviously pray. This is a big thing. We could pray about it, but this is a man-made problem that man needs to fix. But, you know, God is sovereign. So, uh, who knows he, how he might be able to intervene, uh, and contacting our, our yeah. acknowledging yeah. it's a problem, yes, and contacting our politicians. Anything else that we can do? I think just, as I said, I, I think we need to be also mindful of one another. I mean, my view, my view and Floyd's view are, are together. Let's just say Floyd is a brother that believes something totally different than I believe. Be kind to one another in the discussion of when we bring up illegals or, or any of that. We need to be kind to one another. Um, you know, this is a time where we need to show God's love in a much bigger way than ever before. Uh, we're coming into a season, and we'll be talking about this probably up until November of 2024. Um, we're coming into the season of of political upheaval, so to speak, where we're going to have Democrats fighting against Republicans, Republicans fighting against independents, independents fighting against who knows what else. We need to to come together and to pull together or we will never be able to fix any of these problems we have that we have created yeah um, unless we come together with love um wholeheartedly just to reiterate something you said about yes be kind um especially when speaking to others because that's one of the things they throw at christians you guys are you know mean hateful yada yada so be kind but I'm also going to add, be kind when speaking to other people about it, but be vocal. Because a lot of people yeah. don't want to speak up for fear they might offend people. Speak up. Uh, be kind as you say, hey, I am all for people coming in the normal process, but I am not going to be uh, supportive of anyone that breaks the law. That That's just a fact. Um, and as Mark also reiterated, because uh, there's so much political division, um, 
the person in the other political party is not the enemy. They're, they're not the person who we need to like, you know, go all out on and, and condemn on Facebook and in our social posts and all other, other stuff. Cause that's not going to help. Uh, as Mark iterated, we need more unity and consider as we vote, um, you know, is the person that you're trying to vote for going to vote for at every level, level, federal, state, uh, local municipalities? Are they more interested in helping to fix the problems and bring, bring you know, that their constituents together to fix the problem? Or are they more interested in pointing out that, hey, those people in the other party, they're the problem? Because that's a big difference. We don't need any more of that. And there are people in both Democrat, Republican, even independents who do that. We don't need any more of that. We are so far past that. That's not going to help. What's going to help and has has helped uh, in our nation's past is when our nation comes together to say, hey, we need to fix this. And that should be, I mean, not just in our nation, but also Christians, people in the church. We need to come together. Uh, If every Christian came together and put uh, here's what my politician says but here's what the bible says here's what my god says if we put that first um uh we could probably bring about a resolution all on our own Uh, yeah we stay so divided over all of these things yeah yeah i mean uh, bottom line is we are all created by the same creator um and he loves each of us the same he doesn't play favorites um just because we are americans don't give us the right to say we're better than anyone else in the world um we're not and um you know god created us all equally um there was a cartoon or a meme on, on Facebook not too awful long ago that showed a rich man, poor man's grave, and they were both six feet deep and six feet long. We both go into the ground the same. So, you know. All right. Uh, that being said, I'm going to add what Mark already reiterated that over the next couple of weeks and months, probably right up until, you know, uh, November, um, we'll be hitting on these topics because they are important and people of faith, God honoring, Holy Spiritful Christians, we need to have a response to these things going on. Not a democratic response, not a Republican response, but a God honoring Bible based response to all of these things that are going on and impacting our nation. So that being said, I'm going to ask Mark to pray for our nation and our congregations and uh, for just all these upcoming topics uh, and that God would kind of like open our eyes and ears to hear from him. Okay. Father, once again, we come before you thanking you and praising you for who you are and for the plan you have for our lives. Lord, we don't always walk in the those plans the way you see them, and we don't always see the big picture like you do. So, Lord, we ask that you would help us to 
to be more mindful of our position in you and and that we are we are created equally in you and that um or by you and that we see each other through your eyes not through our eyes is what our prayer is father be with our nation we are at the 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 cusp of of either collapsing or or prospering um lord and it seems like we've always been there but lord this time it seems worse than ever before lord help us as christians to as as true christ followers to um not be part of the problem but be uh helping with some of the solution um lord help us to open our eyes and ears to your spirit to to be guided by you when we hear conversations help us to either speak up or sometimes keep our mouth shut um and and lord i just ask that you would bring this nation together once again Hmm. um give us one more um shot at at proving that we are a country that was founded on biblical principles and lord just help us as as believers to lift up our president no matter who he is we are told to lift him up in prayer and to be prayerfully um be in prayer for those who are in authority above us and understand that you placed him there Yes, we voted, we did that, but you said in the word that no ruler can rule without you being there and putting them into rule. So, Lord, we just ask that you would be with with us and, and direct our paths, direct our thoughts. And as we move forward in these next few podcasts and these next few months, Lord, give us the words to say Give us the wisdom to, to um, as individuals, to, to vote biblically and not emotionally. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.